Thursday, August 24th, and I would like to introduce you to the best-looking co-host I've ever had for a show. Hi, honey. Hello there. It is show number 100 here on The Plus. I have done a grand total of 4,222 broadcasts that I've been paid for. We're kind of getting paid for these a little, sort of. A little bit. A little bit. bit. So this this counts as a professional, I guess. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, of those 4,222 of them, 100 of them have been right here. So if there's one thing that I learned from Ray Ratto is that uh, always conduct business selfishly. So even though there's an awful lot to talk about from a Trey Lance standpoint and a Shohei Otani standpoint, two of the largest topics we've been covering here on the Damon Bruce show, it is show number 100, and we wouldn't even be at show number one if it wasn't for this lady sitting right here next to me. And I kind of wanted us to talk a little bit about how we've been through an awful lot. Like we, we, we had a pretty good, pretty good marriage to begin with. We've had a lot of things that have tested it along the way. This has been a very interesting time for La Familia Plus. 2023 has been a doozy. That is for sure. (laughs) It's been something else. Um, The fact that so many of you have been here to respond to what we're doing to support us has meant an awful lot. So we wanted to say thanks. Yes. Thanks. Like really, really deeply. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts because this whole crazy idea does not work without you tuning in and actually listening to this guy, which I have to do. I am obligated <laughs> by vows or something. So the fact that you are choosing to do this is incredible. And we are just so grateful for all the support that you've all shown us. And also really grateful to the network of people who have reached out and helped us along the way. I mean, we've had so many people helping us with individual elements of getting this thing going and helping it be successful. And it's all been from listeners. It's all been from viewers. So really, really huge, huge gratitude for all of you. Um, it's It's been overwhelming and surprising and wonderful and just very, very thankful. And what's really amazing about this is you figure, you know, I'm a little bit of a of a canary in the coal mine for the entire industry. So as I sort of fell, Uh, Due to a layoff that, again, had nothing to do with my level of success in the industry that, quite frankly, my show was dominating on the day that I got laid off. You know, you'd think that there would be a lot of people in the industry who would reach out and volunteer to help almost as a roadmap of how they might go through it one day. And the truth is, you know, I've I've basically been abandoned by an industry and and I'm not I'm not angry or bitter at anything because the minute you're not on a team you represent a threat and and I guess that's what I represent but I I really thought that I would have had a lot more friends from the industry help me through a tough time than just people I've never met before who have been listeners and that's what's happened well it's I mean it shows you how wide a variety of listeners that we have that you have we have it's my Yeah show no too. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> But it's you know there are there are levels of expertise that exist within the listener your listening community that I don't think people even in your own radio life have right we've got you know our amazing people who are helping with video people are helping with uh, stay tuned coming soon website merch store all of these things but all of those things are not like I mean to be honest your former employer did not do well in that category. At all. Radio no. in general is not good at these things. No, pivoting <laughs> to what is next in the media is something that old media has been bad at, and it's why it's becoming kind of irrelevant along the way. I mean, um, you know, it, it's we live in an on-demand world where people want what they want, and they want it now. Like, I'm going to tell you that yesterday, there's no doubt in my mind that KNBR got its ass handed to it because they were in extra innings of a Giants game in Philadelphia while... You know, everyone in the world wanted to talk about the quarterbacking situation. And one station was offering live real-time reaction while the other station was literally doing something that no one really cared about in terms of a priority headline. And if you're not serving the masses the way they want to be served when they want it to be served, you're just going to fall behind these days. 
another reason again well, i want to thank some of the people that have i mean benjamin yeah. shapiro who has been our pod father in yes, terms of launching pod this pod <laughs> the podcast that has been very successful over seventy thousand downloads now based just on today's numbers yeah. um we want to thank uh just one joey from media media who has been uh a huge huge pillar of support in terms of some of the videos that we've shot and the plus mania thing that we did Frank, who is working on our soon-to-be-launched website. Yep. I mean, these and people have just volunteered to help. And Carl Buschek. And Carl, absolutely. Carl, who was a 95-7 the game stalwart himself, kind of got screwed over. He quickly came and, and said, what can I do to help? And it, it's been amazing. And, you know, we're not making enough money to even pay ourselves, much less anyone else. So this is true generosity that people have been offering up. You know, also thinking that this is a good investment for them. And and I hope that that all bears fruit for everyone one day. I hope day. so, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, w w it's funny. Uh, you know, I'm just to, to get real personal, just kind of set it all up. You know, on the way to having two beautiful, healthy kids, we had a, a, a couple of miscarriages. You specifically well, had a yeah. couple of miscarriages along the way. The whole we were pregnant. Uh, believe me, it's more her <laughs> than me at any point in time there. But one of the things, and I only bring up such a, a sensitive subject because there is this weird sense of shame attached to something that is common. You know, when you have a miscarriage and people know about it, they either fall into the realm of don't want to talk about it at all with you or talk about it a little bit too much with you. And it's weird. People don't know how to operate around these awkward moments of life that are actually very routine and normal and common, but have been sort of ostracized to this thing that you don't talk about. Now, to go from that kind of odd transition to the topic of being laid off. Uh, there are a lot of good people who are talented at what they do who have been laid off in the last few years. Yeah, so, I mean, I work, you work? I work in tech and um, everyone from my sister to some very good friends of mine have been through layoffs in the last year. And there are probably going to be some more coming. I mean, I, I have been surrounded at my own job by people who have been laid off and it is devastating. And it's this really complicated emotion both for the people who a stick around or are still at the company and are dealing with friends and family and then right, you feel like you're stepping over dead bodies on their way to work and it's it, it's, it changes well, things it's, what do you say what do you say how do you feel it changes the whole environment but then for those the people who are actually laid off it's complicated because it's not your fault it's not something you did it's a company decision by a bunch of suits or a bunch of like nameless faces in a room somewhere, some consulting company. Right. And totally untalented pencil pushers who could easily be replaced all themselves. Well, yeah, let's, I mean, you know, give them a little bit of credit, I guess, but still, it's, nah. <laughs> everyone's got a job, right? And it only makes sense for you to continue to have that job as long as the business decides that they want you to have the job. It has nothing to do with your personal talent or anything. And with your layoff, I think the thing that hit me hardest was it, it was the Damon Bruce show, right? Like it wasn't just a radio show or a, like I'm a, I have a marketing job. It's a marketing job. It's your identity was so closely tied to your job that for that to then all of a sudden be taken from you was devastating on a lot of levels. Obviously, first financially for our family because it cut our cut our finance our, our income in half. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like that's been very scary for me. Look, a saving grace of this has been the fact that my wife has a, a, a not a job. She has a career, and she is far far and away the primary breadwinner. Um, that it gives us a grace period that a lot of couples probably do not have because one person, you know, really has a career, the other might have a job and then takes care of the family. So we were in a very unique, lucky spot to begin with, which has helped us through this time. But it's... Well, but so the thing I wanted to come back to is like, yes, the financial part of it was scary. But for me, the more scary thing was you. Mr. I have overwhelming self-confidence. Right. Irrational self-confidence <laughs> became rational. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, I think that was the most devastating part of it is because it was so much of your identity and so much of what you have built your career to be. And it's not like there's a lot of other opportunities for someone to just have the Damon Bruce show. You know, there's, 
it's a very unique thing. I can't like, you know, God forbid something happens to my job. I could go apply for a job at a number of other companies that would be very similar. And it's not the same for you. And no. so when that happened, the, the biggest thing on my brain was how do I get you back on the air? How do I get you back using that muscle? Because I know... Damon, when we go on vacations, you get so frustrated like three days in because you don't have your outlet. This man sucks to go on vacation with sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because he needs to get this out. Well, and and I guess that there's an element of, you know, how many people really get to tell you that they love what they do for a living? I mean, to say that I loved what I did for a living and I'm a man of routine and just my routine, the way that my day would play out. I, I, I loved every element of it. So, again, going on vacation... <laughs> took me away from something I'd almost rather be doing. It, it's it's a weird place to be operating from, and it's why I, I felt so successful and I was so successful. Um, well, and then it all just kind of poof vanishes on you, and you'd say, all right, well, I'm just going to go to the other situation. Well, all media situations are hemorrhaging who they are, what they are, what they can spend, and and it's just amazing uh, to watch the entire industry sort of unfold the way that it's unfolded. And um, this is where you've just been incredible because we really, we, 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 we felt bad for ourselves for about 72 hours. We gave ourselves three days to go, Oh, woe is us. And then Jillian just basically said, let's fucking go. We know how to, I was like, I know enough. Uh, I know enough to be dangerous. We can figure this out. Right. I can still talk sports. I just don't have anywhere to do it. So she's like, all right, well, I'm going to give you somewhere to do it, and we're going to do it quickly. And I guess, you know, why are we here today talking to you, the both of us? It's because we think that there are a lot of people who can learn a little bit from the experience and the pain and the the the, the wondering that we've been through, the self-doubt that we've gone through, the self-doubt that we still have. I mean, we think we can do this. We're trying to do it. The early returns say, yeah, you can do it, but it's it a, it takes a big difference. Time. Yeah, it, it takes time when there are good days and there are bad days. And there are days where I feel completely overwhelmed and like, what are we doing? Do we have to think about leaving San Francisco? Which, no, we're never going to leave. I mean, hopefully, right. never have that happen. But and then there's days I think we're going to conquer the world and we're going to be laughing about this in two years. But it's just it's so hard. Right. And it's and I think I this is also makes me have so much respect for small business owners and entrepreneurs because it is terrifying. You know, you put everything on the line. And for us, it's been, you know, I now have three jobs, which is fun. But right. <laughs> full full time Salesforce employee, full time CEO of El Plus Arena, and full time mom of two boys that are, you know, a, a workload, a lovable <laughs> workload, but they're a workload. And yeah. again, I, I help out as much as I can. I think I, I do a pretty good job, but there's only one mom in every boy's life. And uh She's the one mom in two boys' lives, and you get the lion's share of everything that they, yes, <laughs> that they do. do. So, um, you know, it's it's been amazing to go through this. If you're going to go through anything like this, I strongly suggest that you you find a partner that you truly, truly have a partnership with on, on every conceivable level. And I know that that's not available to everyone. So have a network of people that will hopefully show up and and when they do show up you greet them at the door and you embrace them because they're far and few between and you know there's 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 an awful lot of disappointment as to who will not be there for you Re i'm going to remember everyone who was there for me everyone who was not there for me specifically dude larry krueger uh reached out right away is someone who had been through this you know taken off the radio for reasons that really weren't his own doing and thrust into a position of, all right, just do it on your own now. And look, the, look at the success that he's having. And he's been an incredible support system. And, and I guess the, the, the main focus of, of this today is to when you find yourself in a situation that is really, really screwed up and you think that you got something to offer, just get back to it. I mean, dust yourself off and get right back on the horse. And, and we live in a world where, you know, media doesn't have to go through old-fashioned, uh, you know, vessels to deliver it anymore. I mean, we live in a world where there's more technology in the phone in your pocket than there was on the first moon landing, for goodness sakes. So don't wait around for perfect to get going when you got something that's good. 
I mean, we're we're a hundred shows into this. It's amazing what we've done in a hundred shows. I will say that we're nowhere near to where no. we need to be. I think that the, the the themes that are really important for me as we talk about this is one, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, I don't we haven't overtly asked for help from your viewers and your listeners, but people have reached out and we've been so grateful. And so if you're ever in a position where you don't know what the heck you're doing, I have asked for help from people in my network about all of this and people want to help. It's amazing what what people want to do to help you to be successful. And then the second thing is, like you said, don't wait for perfect. Just do it. <laughs> like, if you look back at our first few episodes, I mean, we were using a webcam that was like six years old. We were running it on a MacBook Air. You could hear it. You could see it. And this is still not perfect, but it is getting better. And we continue to iterate on it every single day. We're just, I mean, also, September is going to be exciting. We have a bunch of new things that are going to be coming your way. We're going to do a little upgrade in some ways. Um, and here's the thing. We're not salespeople. Oh, no, we're not we've people. also learned this. I mean, I, I can sell <laughs> my ideas to you as a sports pundit, but like me going out and selling the show, it's so awkward. You know, I'm doing business with with Ike, who's like my actual friend. I can't even tell you how awkward it feels to approach him from a business standpoint. Mm -hmm. But he's reached right back and, and he's seen the value in this and, and he believes and supports and. And it's 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 been fantastic, but it's so weird and it's so awkward for me to be thrown into space. Look, all I ever wanted to do was show up into the studio talking in the microphone. And then when the show was over, I would leave and then let everybody else do the editing and the post-production and the sales and all that stuff. Like I I no. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't want to do it. And now you're doing it all. And now we're doing it all. <laughs> yeah, I will say that, Damon, I'm also going to give you a big shout out here. Oh. From the beginning, this man did not know what a PDF was. I don't. I still don't think you know what a PDF is. I don't know is. what it stands for. Okay. I have no idea what PDF <laughs> stands for. File. I'm guessing the F stands for file. He didn't even understand how to stream live on YouTube. So we went from you not really even understanding how all of this works to now you run restream every day. You do all of your editing in Camtasia. He learned how to do all that. He learned how to strip the audio out and post it on, you know, our podcast distribution platform. You have learned how to do a lot of you've learned how to use the beautiful soundboard that we got you and do mixing. <laughs> Um, and it's just, and you've also learned how to do a lot of like the technical stuff, which I honestly didn't know that you were going to be able to do. So I didn't know it either. It has been uh, an amazing we're, transformation. We're all surprised. <laughs> we are. We're all surprised. Look, there's a lot of comments. And again, we're not going to do a Club Plus today. It's a little bit of a different format for show number one hundo. And we will be getting to Trey Lance and, and everything that happened yesterday. Huge Niner news. But really, at the same time, it's huge news and absolutely nothing has changed. So there's always that element. Um, but, you know, Bamboo Soldier, Damon, you're a lucky man, and, and I really am. I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky. And what really matters in life, I still got all of that. I still got all of that. And the stuff that goes along the way to making all of that really work, we can get it back. I'm, I'm a hustler. I've always bet on myself, and betting on myself was a lot easier to do when it was just myself. Once you got a wife and kids and all that stuff, it gets a little more daunting. Like, I, I wish this would have happened to me when I was, you know, 28, 30 years old. Like, I would have just pivoted and just fucked shit up. I mean, I would have loved to have done this on my own. Well, you're still doing that. Hey, what kind of, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, um, when, when you have the burden of being a husband and a father and a, a level of financial concern that again, when you're a single young man, you just don't carry with you. It changes a lot of things. The timing of the layoff in our life cycle, even though you and I mentally mature enough to handle it in terms of our family life cycle, it could not have occurred at a worse time. And this is what makes the people who run Odyssey. I'll, I like, I hope they all kind of burn in hell hey, just a little bit. Hey. I really do because they knew exactly where my family was. And these were the people who were bearing gifts for my toddler children just months before they did more to threaten the safety of my children due to putting him and us all in financial peril than anything else for no reason. I mean, there's, there's not a single dollar saved by May layoff that has changed the prospect of that company in any way, shape or form. And that's what really bothers me that they didn't even see me as a human after nine and a half years, but that's, that's corporate America. And yeah. like, I guess that's the, 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 the harsh medicine that I've learned. Like you think you're special, 
And then you find out, oh, you're you're the opposite of special. As a matter of fact, you are replaceable, uh, eminently replaceable, everyone. And it's it's brutal. And you're watching your industry, the industry that would have no kinks in its armor, no, 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 no slack that anyone needs to be picked up because it's a tight run tech operation. You've seen everything change. Everything's changed. And I think the the biggest thing that realizing you're one of many in a corporation, I think that's identifiable by anyone in any industry. I mean, I've been fired from jobs. I mean, maybe sometimes I deserved it. But I think it's it's realizing your place. And now we control our own destiny. <laughs> we're good or for bad, right? Like we now own the platform. We own the content. You have ultimate creative freedom. And we get to experiment and we get to do new things. And so it's it's a tough lesson to learn. But I, if anyone is out there and you've got people in your community or people that you know that are forced into a similar pivot, like, don't be scared to reach out. I mean, we have that we are creating a playbook from scratch and we would love to be able to help other people as they go through this. I mean, it's coming. We're at a huge, uh, what do we call this? A, a moment an, of transformation. inflection point? An inflection or? point. There you go. Um, you know, at Salesforce, we like to use our marketing speak. And this is a technical, this is one of the industrial revolution, the technical synergy. revolution, the AI revolution, synergy. all these things. That's your, that's your synergy. No, wait, you've never heard me say that. Synergy. You have never heard me if say you want, that. If you want a career in technology, you walk into a meeting and you just go, synergy. And this is why you can't do anything And else. everyone's like, oh, yeah, let's synergize. <laughs> I think that's a South Park episode. Anyway, I just want to say that... Anyone can pivot. It is tough. And I'm really grateful that we've been able to figure this out so far. Very grateful to our community. Continue to reach out if you've got ideas or if you need help or you need advice. Like we are here. And I just, you should, nobody should feel alone when this happens. A layoff blows no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter where you live, no matter what kind of industry you're in. And it happens to people who don't deserve it. So, so look, we wanted to come and let you know today that we know that you've been here for us. We're here for you. Yeah. I mean, we really are. We want to help anyone who's going through something similar, whether it be uh, a, a similar industry that you're coming from. It doesn't matter where you get laid off. Laid off is getting laid off, and it sucks for everyone. And, and you know, sometimes you just need to hear how things can get better when it feels like nothing's about to get better and you know, I'm I'm certainly not one for emotional rah-rah pep talks, but I, I here's guess one. <laughs> here, here's one. There won't be many. So enjoy it while you can. And I, I think before I dive into a, a reason why a lot of people showed up today to talk a little sports, and, and we're going to do that, um, we want to thank... Uh, Let's see. I, I saw it. I saw a tip go in the ganja jar. Yeah, so we always we, we always we always want to say, oh, ganja jar. There it is. Look at that. Mike one Mike. Thank you, thank, Mike. thank you, Mike. 20 bucks. That's for you, Jillian. Jillian's going to get that 20 today. Go get your nails did, honey. Well, it's it costs maybe, a lot more. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> it costs a lot more to get nails done than I ever assumed. And I got an idea for like, if this doesn't work out, what about a nail salon? And like manicures and pedicures for dudes, right? Where you, instead of sitting there and having floral scents thrown in your face, like you get a bank of TVs on the wall. It's it's ESPN Sports. They give you some nachos when you get there. So you got a little something to snack on, maybe some chicken wings to eat. And it's like... It's like they, they what they do, like sports cuts. It's like, it's, it's a haircut, but it's for guys. I like the concept. I think nachos and wings would get a little messy with a manicure. Well, but, but then you get people to just clean your fingertips right there. <laughs> okay. That's what they're doing. They're in the fingertip cleaning business. The Plus pedicure is coming soon to a neighborhood near you. So, <laughs> look, thanks to all of you. Oh, oh the, the Shaw. Shaw, dude. The Shaw. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shaw. Look at that. Somebody said Rob C. really needs to show up. Rob C. note for 100th show. Rob is given at the, the office plenty of, times. plenty of times. plenty of C. notes on Yeah, us. but uh, thank you very, very much, Shaw. And again, we we it's so weird. Oh, oh wait a minute. There he is. The C. note returns. <laughs> Honey, I got to bring you on more often. Good Lord. We'll just pretend tomorrow is also show number 100. <laughs> We're just stuck in a time loop. It's always show number 100. Um, what do you say we have you back um, every hundred shows? 
Uh, deal. Every hundred shows, we will give you a state of the union as to what it is we're doing here. Um, but really, I, I just wanted to say to all of you, and Jillian also wanted to say to all of you, too, because she has been, I mean, I, again, I am doing this. If it were up to me, we wouldn't even be doing this. I'd be on show number one, which hopefully would be starting tomorrow instead of show number 100, which we, again, honey, you've been incredible. You've been really, really incredible, and I could not do this without you. Well, you know what? We're a team, and I'm really And here's happy. the thing. You wouldn't have to do it <laughs> had you met, like, a guy with an actual job. I mean, you want to talk about – by the way, you want to talk about, you know, trading up for a draft pick that didn't work out? <laughs> Stop. Well, one of the re but Damon, one of the reasons that I was attracted to you, it had maybe there were three Manhattans that first date, but really it was how passionate you were about what you do and why you do it. And that was one of the things that really impressed me when we met. And it's one of the things that continues to make me laugh. Are you doing a whiskey poll? Oh, goodness. Well, we have not thanked the sponsors yet. I mean, we did tell you how much ike means to us Thank you, ike. <laughs> and look you know we we love we love uncle boys uncle boys being a a small one shop business you know we've been talking to them and they're like and and, and my friends at uncle boys said damon beyond our original agreement we don't know if we can continue uncle boys is always going to be uh, a part of this show forever where they're advertising with us or not because i i love them and they're a, a small local business just like we are so there's always going to be love for them here whether they are part of uh uh, uh, you know, the actual monetization of all this or not, because they were they were here when we needed them the most. And hopefully we were there for them when they needed us the most. And hopefully more people know about Uncle Boys now than ever before. They're in the Plus family. They're in the Plus family. Uh, Ike, thank you for everything. And let me tell you about my friends at Blackened Whiskey. Speaking of someone who reached out, Charles reached out when the first few shows and said, hey, how about Black and Whiskey as a sponsor? So thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Here comes your official sip of the day. It means this is going to be a long day, everybody. Wish me luck. Ah, you get one, too. Oh, okay. It's your Good thing I'm not day. working today. My other job. Don't be, don't, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a little kiss. Put some tongue in that kiss. Don't make me spit over <laughs> all our computer. <laughs> There we go. Mm. Drinking with the Bruce's. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not apple juice. We're not up here going Dean Martin. Um, so there it is. There it is. There it is. So when do I get to ask you about my fantasy football picks? Because I'm commissioner this year. Yeah. She, she did the one thing that you never do, volunteer to be commissioner of the league. But, like, she does a league with, I don't want to say, like, you do a league with girls. It's called SF Babes, as in B-A-Y-B-E-S. They so don't do trades. There's like they, They've been doing it for years, and they don't do in-season trades. If you're not doing in-season trades and talking shit and trying to oh, there's snatch. Oh, shit talking. If you're not trying to snatch any element of masculinity from anyone in your league, what are, what are you doing? What are you even doing? We're having fun. All right. Well, if you're using sports to have fun, I can't even relate to that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you clearly have no fun anymore with sports. Uh, so I love you, hon. I love you, too. You have crushed it. You've crushed it as uh, wife, mother, CEO. That's right. Don't forget that title. It's very important. Total California hot chick. <laughs> By the way, CEO, she slept her way to the top. <laughs> or the bottom. Or the, I, mean... <laughs> I keep on telling her, I say, stick with me, honey. We'll go a relatively short distance from here. <laughs> uh... Thank you, Plusers. I really so much appreciate you. Have a lot of gratitude and a lot of empathy for anyone else who's going through a layoff or a tough career pivot. We Reach out you. to us. Yeah. Reach out to us. We've been through it. We know what it's like. Um, it, it robs you of a level of financial freedom and confidence and it it look it's going to rob you financially because that's what losing a paycheck does it should not rob you of your confidence it should not rob you of what you think of yourself don't let anyone tell you what to think of yourself especially the company that is so poorly run they couldn't even figure out a way to keep you involved when you're good at what you do so um 
I promise we'll keep you in the company, honey. There you go. Job security. Finally. <laughs> I got it. Love you, honey. I love you, too. Kiss. All right. PDA. Enjoy the rest of the show. Have fun talking about quarterbacks. We do. We will. Get yourself a woman like Jillian. If, if they're even available these days, I think I might've gotten the last one. Think I might've gotten the last one. She is special. Uh, I see an awful lot of love coming in on the chat line. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's sweet all the way around. I could spend the rest of this entire day uh, just looking at the nice things that you have uh, uh, just, just offered up. Thank you so very, very, very much. But we got ourselves a little show to do. So did you hear anything coming out of Santa Clara yesterday? Let me tell you what's happened. Honestly, not much. I know that everyone wants to use yesterday's news as, wow, there's a big breaking news situation. And the only thing I can tell you is that um, you know, other than half of the 49ers content creators who, you know, basically half the 49ers content creators were just told in no uncertain terms, you have no idea what you're looking at. You have no idea what you claim to be reporting on. You are not actual report. You can be at as many practices as you want. You clearly don't understand what is happening in front of you. And thank you for all telling on yourselves. The difference between I cover a team and I'm a fanboy has never been more clear in this one moment. So I thank the 49ers for that, for separating the actual people who know what they're doing from the people who are just shameless self-promoters. That is readily apparent like never before. So that is going on. Um, Trey Lance is still on this team. I think Trey Lance starts on Friday night in the final preseason tune-up, and I think Trey Lance is going to be on this team for a number of reasons. Number one, he's not going to be better served anywhere else, right? He's not. You're telling me that Trey Lance, a guy who hasn't been able to figure it out three years in one situation, is going to, in three weeks, get caught up and be an asset to another team? I don't think so. There's nowhere where he's going to plop down as a starting quarterback anywhere in the league. Backup quarterback positions have pretty much been defined. And let me tell you, you don't want a backup quarterback who's got a guaranteed $5 million coming to him next year. And even though Trey Lance is on his rookie deal, there is a lot of cost prohibitive uh inflexibility in his contract that is going to prevent the Niners or another team from really wanting to trade for him. It's an odd situation, but his best option. I mean, if Trey Lance gets over his embarrassment or whatever he's feeling, his anger, when Trey Lance gets over that and he really starts thinking about this, the single best option for him is to play well Friday night against the Chargers and then ride out the football season with the 49ers where he may be, due to the fact football's a violent sport, thrust into action and then he over-delivers on what is now an under-promised career. It's exactly what happened for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was just waiting in line, biding his time. He got a shot, and look at what he did with it. Trey Lance, he might have had his shot. His shot was taken away from him due to a couple of injuries, and it all stinks. And again, life is timing, and the timing on all that totally sucks. But man, oh, man. Um... It's it's done. It's done. And I don't think there's anyone coming to get Trey Lance out of the situation. And I don't think the 49ers are going to try to get rid of Trey Lance because he means more to them as a third-string quarterback than he does as an asset that gets traded for whatever that return is at this particular time. Here are the Trey Lance facts, Okay. Here are the facts. These are indisputable. The fact is he just is not good enough to be trusted by Kyle Shanahan. No matter your opinion, Kyle's opinion trumps your opinion on what he needs out of quarterback. And Trey Lance has never been able to win over his audience of one. 
He's got an audience of one. Trey Lance doesn't need to win over anybody but Kyle Shanahan, and he has not been able to do that. And at the same time, he was given the keys to the kingdom. It just was a kingdom that got shut down due to injury. So I think that we can look at all this now and say he should have never been the pick. I mean, hindsight is always 2020, and 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 there was a tantalizing prospect that was so raw and unknown. Kyle Shanahan fell for the tantalizing maybe. For the first time in his player evaluation career, he went with what I think could be there, and that outweighed what I see with my own two eyes. The Warriors did the same thing with James Wiseman. The allure of what might be trumped the reality of what was. What was was an underprepared to compete at the highest level player that you just picked to compete at the highest level. James Wiseman was drafted based on what he might be, not what he was or is. And then it never developed the way that they needed it to. And Trey Lance, the, the very similar thing has happened. Um, everyone, you know, we're talking about here are the facts, the facts of Trey Lance. He should have never been a pick. It, it is a failure of draft evaluation. Uh, it is a failure of the evaluation of where your team is and its own life cycle and what your team really needs. And it's a, a failure in a way of development. And all of that failure is Kyle's. You know, I'm not here to tell you that Kyle is some infallible football entity. He has, he has failed in the Trey Lance experiment. It would be even more of a failure though, to try to make sure that the square peg fits in the triangle hole. You know, when it doesn't work, the best time to cut bait on a bad investment is today. And again, they're not even cutting bait because his investment might still be proven to them after all. We don't know. And that is the best thing that Trey Lance has got going for him. People still don't know. The people who want to tell you that he's never going to make it in this league are as wrong and as uninformed as all the dipshit fanboys who wanted to tell you that the next greatest quarterback of all time was sitting right there all along. No, you didn't know. No one knows. The jury's still very much out on this guy. What we do know, again, these are the Trey Lance facts. These are facts. Everybody that he deals with really, really likes him. His teammates like him. His coach likes him. His owner likes him. Um, he is a hard worker. He is a student of the game. He is a dedicated professional. There are a lot of reasons to like Trey Lance. He checks all of the intangible boxes. So now we're at simply what do you do when you are out on the field? And the answer is not enough to have won the trust and confidence of Kyle Shanahan. And he's got an audience of one. Albert Breer laid down a fact about Trey Lance, which is going to make moving him difficult. Fact is, Trey Lance is on his rookie deal, but the money is not some non-factor for teams who might be interested. He's only got $940,000 left on his deal this year, but he is due a fully guaranteed $5.31 million next season, and no one wants to play with a raw backup quarterback at that salary, Niners included. I mean, they got Sam Darnold for $3 million. Who would want Trey for five? when he can't even beat out Sam Darnold at three. Now, the saving grace there is we know what Sam Darnold's ceiling probably is. It's the floor that Kyle is interested in in his backup quarterback. His backup quarterback is not being evaluated by how great could you be. His backup quarterback is being evaluated by the premise of how much of a drop-off would you represent should I have to go to you? Trey Lance might still have this huge ceiling that he will reach one day. But that doesn't make him an ideal backup quarterback. A quarterback 
that is your backup quarterback is a known entity. It's how so many, you don't think that guy is very good, but he continues to stick around. Well, he continues to stick around the NFL because coaches know what they're going to get. You know, you know what you're not going to get, but you also kind of know what you're going to get. Trey Lance is a big unknown to have as a backup. Beyond all that, I think an actual fact of Trey Lance is he has done nothing to outplay what was the scouting report on him. Everyone coming out of North Dakota State said, here's a big kid who, when he was on the best team in the division that he played at, and North Dakota State is the Alabama of the Division I AA, wherever the hell North Dakota is, um, you know, He's a big kid who looks fantastic when he's out there playing inferior teams made up of inferior opponents who he can out-physical and out-athletic on the way to a successful afternoon. But none of those afternoons really possessed that much unbelievable passing ability. And that's who he remains. The kid's a football player, but he's the polar opposite of the type of player that you would have assumed Kyle Shanahan would have wanted. And Kyle talked himself into something in Trey Lance that I don't think he even really believed in. I think he was worried about the NFL catching up with Kyle Shanahan tendencies. So he wanted to draft a player to maybe to get him to out imagine his own coaching tendencies, because here's someone who can do things that I used to not have in terms of he can do these things. So I think Kyle lost the bullseye of what he's really looking for as he decided looking for something a little different might be more important than sticking with the formula that has gotten him, let's face it, to three of the last four NFC title games. Another fact about Trey Lance is just a fact about this league. The NFL waits for no one. You develop along the timeline that the team needs you to develop or that team's not going to need you. The NFL waits for absolutely no one. And it doesn't matter how much I invested into trade up to trade for you. If you ain't the guy getting out of that situation as quickly as possible is always the right thing to do. And you just got to wear that. It was a bad choice. You got to wear it. You got to wear it. And what a lot of people just seem to have forgotten here is that Trey Lance would still be pinging right in the middle of the 49ers quarterbacking radar, but for the other plane that flew into the 49er airspace. And that was Brock Purdy. A fundamental step in Trey Lance's lack of development is that they have unearthed the guy who is developed in the way that Kyle wants his quarterback to develop as fast as humanly possible. The player that they hoped to have found with the third pick overall was actually found at pick number 262. It's easy to say, you know, Kyle really screwed up the Trey Lance draft pick, and he did. It's probably the single biggest error that is going to be attached to him as a head coach and general manager in his career. How about this? He won't be allowed to make another mistake of this size. But the fact that he, look, he's going to survive this. He's going to sail right through it. The best friend, Kyle Shanahan, the general manager, ever had was Kyle Shanahan, the coach. But for Kyle Shanahan, the coach, Kyle Shanahan, the general manager, does not survive this. But he is both sides of the same coin. So while you can be disappointed on one side, the other side is leaving the 49ers very, very satisfied that they've got the right guy running the operation. Again, forget about what content creators say that, you know, Kyle Shanahan's the worst thing that ever happened to the 49ers. If that is your position, you should never be allowed to to discuss football again. You might not like a decision or two, but to try to say that this is all on Kyle when it's up to a player to develop. You know, Kyle can only pick the players and then get them into a system and then see how they fit. It's up to the player to fit. Now you got to coach them up. You got to make them fit. And there's no doubt that Kyle has been looking at it this way. It, it, it For those who have tried to mask this 
as Kyle has been trying to sabotage Trey Lance. I want you to take anyone operating from that premise and pay less attention to them. You know, maybe you are into um, masochism and you just want to be fed wrong information all the time because it makes you feel good about something. I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't relate to that. I want people with eyes on something that relay what's actually happening to me, not what they think should be happening, but what is actually happening. You know, the, the first pillar of the, all the tenets of journalism, forget about what you feel. What can you what what do you see? What do you know? This isn't about feeling. Having said all of that, at no point in time has it not been in Kyle's best interest to have Trey Lance succeed. So to say that Kyle has tried to sabotage this so he can get out of it is just an absurd position to take. An absolute absurd position to take. Um, Trey Lance succeeding only makes Kyle look smarter. Trey Lance failing like this only makes Kyle look worse. Um, you would have to figure that all ties between Darnold and Lance would have gone to Lance just based on he's younger, he's yours, he's your pick, he's your project. There was no tie in between the runner and the bag, okay? It, there, there wasn't a tie. Sam Darnold outperformed Trey Lance to the point where Kyle decided he was going to walk away from something that would have served his own best interests to do the right thing by the football team. And look, Kyle is able to survive this moment that people say, well, this should be the moment he's fired over. He keeps on getting to the NFC title game. And again, there's people who want to use that against him. Well, he doesn't go past that. Uh, okay, you know, you've convinced yourself that winning Super Bowls is easy. Winning Super Bowls is not easy for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. There's no such thing as that was an easy Super Bowl to win since the 1985 Chicago Bears. Kyle has made one of the worst draft picks in recent football history. And if you want to plant your flag in that, you wouldn't be wrong at this particular time. But if you're going to plant your flag in that, you also have to acknowledge that if Kyle made one of the worst draft picks ever, he also made the single greatest draft pick the NFL has ever seen if Brock Purdy really materializes into this team's going forward for six, seven, eight years level of franchise quarterback. If that's who Brock Purdy becomes, not only did Kyle make the wrong draft pick, he made the single greatest draft pick in the history of the NFL draft or any sport ever. If he really does have a franchise quarterback coming off the board with the last pick in the draft, good God, that'll never happen again. There will be more utter failures, and there have been more utter failures with the third overall pick of the NFL draft, then there will ever be success stories with the last pick of the NFL draft. And look at what Kyle's going, got going on there. There's no running or hiding from the awkwardness of this moment. But as all of the pearl-clutching, breathless overreaction to something that, again... There hasn't even been a transaction. There is no trade. It doesn't feel like there's a trade coming. It doesn't feel like there's really a market for Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is not going to just be cut. The Niners owe it to him to waive him. What are you, out of your mind? The Niners don't owe him anything other than the money he's got coming to him, and he'll get every penny of that. That's what the Niners owe him. They don't owe him shit other than the agreed-upon contract. Playing time is not in that contract. It's not. Um, there's a very good chance that Trey Lance could be the 49ers starting quarterback at the end of this year. I don't think there's a very good chance that he's going to be the starting quarterback anywhere else this year. Even a team that went out of their way to really accelerate, promote him. Are you telling me that Trey Lance, a guy who hasn't been able to figure it out in three years in this system, is going to show up and within three weeks be ready to go in a completely new system with a completely new language, completely new teammates, completely new playbook? It just doesn't feel like the guy with 
the least amount of experience ever drafted is going to show up and represent, I've got enough experience to help you out anywhere. The best thing for Trey Lance is for him to sit right where he is, take his medicine, continue to grind, continue to be a student of the game, continue to study, continue to practice, and then see where his career takes him. There's an awful lot of moving parts to a football season, a football season which, by the way, we have yet to even begin. So there's an awful lot coming our way, to say the least. And there still could be a ton coming the way of Trey Lance. But he's going to continue to have to be patient. I think I need another sip of the day. Mm. Going from whiskey to coffee. It's a bold move. As a matter of fact, let's go back to the whiskey for just a little bit. Because I need a drink for this next story. I need a drink here. You know, appearing vulnerable with my wife talking about what it's like to be laid off was easy to do compared to what I have to do now. Ah, yeah. Shohei Otani has suffered the worst injury in the history of all athletic injuries ever of all time, and I am completely crestfallen. ESPN says Shohei Otani is a tear in the Yolner Yolner collateral ligament in his right elbow and will not pitch again this season. It is a shocking twist in the lead up to arguably the most highly anticipated free agency in baseball history. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm on Team Otani, we're still starting the bidding at a half a billion dollars. We're, we're, we're looking at it this way. We just saw the contract that Mike Trout got. Mike Trout doesn't pitch, and he's about at half a billion. So just inflation and cost of doing business in modern times gets me to half a billion, whether he throws another pitch or not. He still served as the Angels' designated hitter after the diagnosis. Whether or not he's going to continue to remain in the lineup but not pitch, Look, if you're the Angels, you got to do right by this guy. I would just shut him down. Your, your season's going nowhere. I, I don't care if he hits another home run or throws another inning. He should be the unanimous MVP of the American League, no matter what, based on what he's done. Um, it, An option is Tommy John surgery. He had that procedure back in 2018. You don't really want one Tommy John. You certainly don't want two. Um, It, it just sucks. The whole thing just sucks so much for him and for us as fans of baseball, as students of the history of the game. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to give myself an awful lot of credit for realizing that I'm watching the single greatest baseball player in the history of Major League Baseball before a lot of people were ready to say that out loud. It's a shame we can't watch the full glory that is Shohei Otani. Jeff Passan, who is one of the best writers out there, summed it up perfectly, saying that every minute of the past three years, Shohei Otani spent on the baseball field was a gift. The most perfect ball-playing specimen ever to wear a uniform, simultaneously one of the best hitters and pitchers in the sport that for a century has demanded players choose one track or the other. Otani recalibrated what the game could be. He was baseball at its zenith. He is baseball, period. What everyone took for granted as he launched majestic home runs and unfurled unfair pitches was the Faustian bargain underpinning it all. That as Otani trafficked in the impossible, he was relying on a wholly imperfect vessel to deliver it. Otani's most formidable opponent was never the pitchers or hitters that he faced. It was his own body and its capacity to withstand everything he asked of it. Ligaments do not care about legend. Oh, man, that is perfect. Absolutely perfect. And I am just crestfallen. We get no Otani. Oh. I, I mean, maybe they keep him in the lineup. They shouldn't. They should just shut him down. Freaking brutal. Freaking brutal.
Uh, I see an awful, awful lot of you just giving a huge bit of love to Jillian and you should because she is, she's just an, she's an incredible person. I mean, I knew that she was incredible long before going through all this, but man, when you see someone who is your support system, step up to support you so much. It is, it's the greatest thing a husband can see other than your own two children finding success. You know, being able to lean on your wife is, is a, is a beautiful, special thing. And I'm so lucky that I got to lean on her. And because of my ability to lean on her, we've been able to hang out together here and boy, have I leaned on you guys to come on in, you gals to come on in and give us love and uh, be the audience that, uh, w again, without my audience, there is no show. And the audience has been there. It is growing. It continues to grow. And we thank you so very, very much. Again, we thank Ike's. We thank Uncle Boys. We thank Blackened, our sponsors. But we thank you as well. You've been unbelievable. Oop, Ganja Jar tip. Thank you very, very much. Uh, HR, appreciate it. Um, look, the, the, the situation that the 49ers find themselves in is awkward. There's no reason to pretend it isn't. It has not prevented them from a level of success that they still have very much as the X marks the spot of this season. Like, it's one thing to make a draft pick that because you made that draft pick, uh, you're now totally screwed. The Niners are not totally screwed. You know, what if I told you that the biggest problem this team had was that you really couldn't trust its third-string quarterback? Okay. That sounds survivable. The Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete, good to see you. Congrats on show number 100. Finally made it into a live stream. Mayor Pete, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, lots of, lots of, lots of people. And again, I'm not sitting here to rip anybody. I don't care. I don't, I don't here's the thing. I don't need to rip anyone who covers the 49ers. They have been exposed by the truth. Don't need me to tell you who has been on the ball of the let me let me let me point out who's done an, an incredible job through training camp coverage. Larry Kruger, Dave Lombardi, Guy Haberman, Matt Mayoko, Matt Barrows, Cam Inman, Tim Kawakami. What do you know? What do all those guys have in common? Actually have been paid by companies to cover sports. Not just, I think I'm a journalist because I can go live on a YouTube channel. That does not make you someone who covers a team. You can claim to cover a team. You're not covering anything. You're just talking about them. So there are an awful lot of people who have, again, been exposed by the truth just exposed by the truth. So, uh-oh, my whole uh, stream just said, oops, something went wrong trying to reload the page. I clicked reload, and it's not reloading, which is very unfortunate because I know that there were a lot of people throwing some cash into the ganja jar today. I do appreciate it. Oh, here we go. We're back live now. We're back. I pinned some earlier messages from earlier in the day. And let me just, uh, you know, these are names that have been here since day one. La Profesora has been here since Sports Phone. Uh, Michelle Haberman has been around since the days of KNBR and certainly since my early days uh, 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 at 95.7 The Game. True Blue Forever. Thank you, man. Funny how time flies when you're building something wonderful. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you think that this is wonderful. We think that you are wonderful. And thank you for being such a huge support. The Shaw. 
who got very generous earlier today. Thank you so much, Shaw. I appreciate that. Uh, congratulations, Damon. 100th show. I'll keep it quick. I don't think he meant to say I cake it quick. Although, if you can come up with quick cake, no one will be angry at that. Lynn Kelly, thank you very, very much. Mike super chatted earlier. Thank you, Mike, for throwing it in there. And just, and thanks to all of you. I mean, I, I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much for your incredible support. Thank you to Jillian. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to those who have been there as a support system through these first 100 shows together. Uh, I will never forget who any of you are. And if you weren't in that group, I'm never going to forget that either. And because my wife has got the day off, we're about to go have a nice lunch together. So there we go. Mrs. Pluse deserves a little special treatment today. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.